First, a Chinese spy balloon was spotted over the U.S. and allowed to fly untouched for an entire week as it journeyed over our country. Then three more objects were spotted in our skies and shot down over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan. While that was happening, there were also green lasers shining over the skies in Hawaii. But a lot of people think that was just a distraction from the train derailment in Ohio that led to toxic chemicals being burned off into our skies. Now, this all happened within the course of two weeks. And just yesterday, another toxic spill happened in Arizona, amongst many other things. Couple that with an increased threat of nuclear war with Russia and an incompetent government that continues to put diversity and inclusion over American safety. And you have many left asking, what is going on? Is America under attack? Is China spying on us? Is Russia about to attack us with nukes? Why is our airspace filled with mysterious objects? Why are there so many chemical spills happening? And why is our government downplaying all of it? If you ask me, America is under attack. But the question is, by who? Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now, we have a lot to get to, my friends. I apologize that the show is a little bit late. It's because as I was getting the show prepared, so much more news was breaking, okay? Before I even plugged the subscribe star, I was just going to talk to you guys about uh, what I just went through in that opening dialogue there. But since that time, uh, new security footage showed that a U.S. military hop helicopter lost control and fell out of the sky near Huntsville, Alabama, before crashing into a busy highway. Sadly, there were no survivors. That happened just today. Let's keep going. Also, there is an active shooter reported at the Cielo Vista Mall in El Paso, Texas. Multiple people have been injured, and I believe that shooter is still at large. He's carrying a long rifle, and um, this mass shooting occurred just three years ago, next door to the Cielo Vista Mall. So there was already a mass shooting in El Paso three years ago. We're seeing another one uh, already. And then on top of that, multiple agencies are looking into calls of a loud explosion over Mission, Texas. Again, uh, all of this just broke where I'm just seeing all of it within the last 30 minute time frame, which is why it took me a minute to start the show. Uh, apparently, multiple agencies reported a loud bang and shaking near Mission, Texas and the sheriff and Air traffic controller saying that they saw two reports of blue streaks in the sky and the sounds of an explosion. They think that a possible meteorite has struck the area. Uh, but just a quick example of what is currently going on in the United States of America. It has been about a week and a half since we've done our last show and things have just went absolutely insane. I swear, you guys, I can't take a week off. I take one week off and then the, the entire world is going crazy. We got UFOs flying. We got chemical spills. We've got toxic uh, burns happening. We've got military helicopters crashing. What is going on? What is happening, everyone? I want to give you guys the multiple theories and response as to what I think is happening. And you guys can, you know, draw your own conclusions from that because it is very apparent that the United States is under attack. Now, you know, to say like one or two of these things happening, uh, you know, in tandem, you could say like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a coincidence. But it really does seem that the United States, our infrastructure, our government, our way of life is 1000% under attack. And again, the Chinese spy balloon was kind of just like the tip of the spear to show Americans 
just how vulnerable we are under the current administration. So again, just a quick recap. We had the Chinese spy balloon flying over the U.S., the green laser spotted in Hawaii, the government burning off those toxic chemicals in Ohio, mysterious objects shot down, uh, three other mysterious objects that we still, uh, I believe, are unclear on what those were. And then there were also train derailments in South Carolina and Texas yesterday. So uh, that's another thing that I haven't even gone through. But let's go ahead and just discuss all of this. And I want to give you guys my theories on what is happening. A lot of this news might not necessarily be breaking to you guys because, uh, again, I haven't been giving you my commentary for about a week and a half now. But I really did lay out in a timeline everything that has gone on since we last talked. And again, how I think it really is directly tied to our country being under attack. Now, you might ask the question, OK, are we under attack by China, by Russia, by our own government? I think it's most likely the latter, because like I said, the beginnings of our airspace being invaded, if you will, started off with the Chinese surveillance balloon being shot down on February 4th, which was not last Saturday, but the Saturday before that. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this is that the balloon was seen by our government and known by our government Saturday, January 28th. And it was not shot down until February 4th, an entire week later. Okay, my friends, again, you've already seen all the coverage of this. So I'm just going to give you my quick two cents on it. But just to recap for us, the entire journey, the entire conquest of America that this balloon went on, it was first spotted in our airspace on sh a Saturday, January 28th, it was spotted over Alaska. And then uh, come Monday, it's in Canadian airspace. Come Tuesday, it's over Idaho. On Wednesday, it's over Montana. And then it wasn't until Thursday that the Pentagon issued a statement and was like, uh, yeah, this balloon has been in U.S. airspace for kind of a while. Like maybe Joe Biden should probably uh, shoot it down. So lawmakers began criticizing Biden on Thursday. And then it wasn't until. <laughs> Saturday that the balloon was actually shot down on Friday after, again, that criticism, um, the Chinese foreign ministry said, hey, this is our balloon. Um, and they told the United States, sorry that it's flying in your airspace, uh, but please don't shoot it down. So again, a recap, all of the Americans in our country, we're like, why the hell is this Chinese surveillance balloon flying over us? Is this even a Chinese surveillance balloon? Do we even trust the government with that? We don't know. The Chinese came and took responsibility for it. Uh, but why is it that it was allowed to fly over our airspace for an entire week before being shot down? And, and then again, too, just to highlight who's in charge of our country right now, this was Joe Biden's response to the balloon um, being shot down. Listen. Briefed on the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. OK, so the incompetence of this president 
it's so apparent in this video, right? He can barely speak. He's stumbling and mumbling through his words. He doesn't sound coherent. On top of that, a national embarrassment that he was like, yeah, I told them to shoot it down on Wednesday, uh, but they wanted to go ahead and wait till Saturday because I'm not in charge. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just let the Chinese spy balloon continue its flight through and journey throughout the U.S. Uh, couple that with the fact that China, after we shot the balloon down, then came out and said that they are going to be taking countermeasures against the U.S. in response to to us downing their balloon. To reiterate, why the hell is, are the Chinese flying balloons in our airspace? You know what the media tried to do as well to cover for Joe Biden, just being a national and international laughingstock as he let this balloon just continue its journey. The media tried to come in and say, well, under Donald Trump, there was also Chinese balloons. To again, I call BS because if there was international balloons flying in our airspace, the media would have taken that immediately and laughed at Donald Trump, talked about how he was incompetent, talked about how it was a national security breach and how he he clearly has no control of the U.S. and we're being spied on by other countries. So it was so funny to me when medias and Democratic politicians try to come forth and say, oh, well, under Donald Trump, this was happening, too. Like, what? And then if you actually read articles about this as well, uh, because again, we see the modern day rewriting of history happen every single day. All of these articles will say, yeah, this is something that happened under Donald Trump. But the difference is that this happened under Biden for quite a long time. The balloon was flying for an entire week, which was like, you know, like that's kind of a long time. Right. Right. So February 3rd is February 4th. I apologize, is when the balloon was shot down. February 3rd, the day prior, is when the train derailment happened in Ohio. So keep up with me on the dates here because I really do think that a couple of the things that happened over the past couple of weeks were a distraction um, from what is going on in Ohio. But again, uh, just to speak to how vulnerable we are as a country under Joe Biden, the fact that the Chinese are even threatening us with countermeasures for shooting down a balloon that should never have been in our airspace is embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, Joe Biden's response to this was embarrassing. It was weak. It was pathetic. And that is why Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, I mean, uh, Iran, sorry, I said that horribly. That's why they're all doing whatever they want at this point in time and laughing at us because they do not view the United States as a threat. They see who is in power. They see who is leading this country. A bunch of diversity hires who their only qualification in getting their jobs were their fake sexualities. That's why we are where we are, where we're at today. We'll be getting into that later on in the show. But we are an international laughingstock, and that's why every other world power is flexing their muscles. So speaking of the Chinese as well, um, this past weekend, the Chinese apparently were beaming green lasers over Hawaii. Now, astronomers say that it was a Chinese satellite, and again, there is this video of it just flashing these beams over Hawaii. And let me see if I can actually find the portion of this where it beams. You know, I can't actually. Sorry, guys, if you guys can see it on screen there. It's basically like this weird green laser that goes across the skies. And the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan, um, they recorded the footage. But then it was 
NASA that basically were like, oh, this is probably a Chinese satellite. They're probably measuring pollutants among many of other things. It has a bunch of different instruments on it. It's probably some type of topographical mapping that they're using for measuring the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, there was a former Marine Force Pacific uh, chief of staff who said, yeah, I don't think that the Chinese, who are one of the greatest proponents of pollution in our entire world. They are at the forefront of polluting the atmosphere. Like if you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, China has like the worst carbon emissions in the entire world. Um, he's like, I don't think that's what China is doing with this satellite. And again, I feel like the surveillance balloon could have been some type of like a uh, soft core launch at China testing the waters and seeing what they could get away with, right? So that happened. The balloon was allowed to fly. It was barely shot down. Joe Biden clearly not in charge in regards to taking down that balloon. Uh, the Chinese then threatening us for shooting down a balloon that should never have been in our airspace. Uh, you know, so many people made the point that if Donald Trump was in office, that balloon would have been uh, killed on site over Alaska. It would not have been allowed to journey throughout our entire country. And then we flash forward to this past weekend and we allegedly have these Chinese satellites beaming green laser beams that could be uh, potentially uh, mapping the topographical locations of our country. So part of me thinks this is a distraction, right? And I'll get to why, but it's also an interesting angle too. Uh, now, on top of the green lasers, we also had three other unknown objects flying over the U.S. So we had the Chinese balloon, which was shot down in South Carolina. And then last Friday, uh, we had another object that was taken down over Alaska. We had a third object on Saturday that was shot down over Canada. And then a fourth object on Sunday that was shot down over Michigan. So many people again asking the question, uh, you guys were able to shoot down these mysterious objects like that, but the Chinese surveillance balloon was able to just float over our country for an entire week and you couldn't shoot it down because it could hurt civilians. I'm calling BS on that, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but again, regarding these three mysterious objects... This happened this past weekend, and I think that it was a distraction because the other thing that happened this past weekend and this past week were people getting extremely upset about the Ohio train derailment because it really wasn't getting much coverage. If you guys remember, last week, a News Nation reporter was actually arrested for live streaming a press conference about this very same tra train derailment. So it was happening. People kind of knew it was going on but they didn't realize the severity of the burnoff of these toxic chemicals in the air, what was actually happening to residents, to animals in the area. Uh, so again, just a quick recap of this. The U.S. Environment Protection Agency told residents near the toxic train derailment in Easter eastern Ohio that it was safe to return home but residents are alarmed and have concerns as fish in local bodies of water are dying about 50 cars including 10 carrying hazardous materials derailed on February 3rd okay that was the day before that Chinese surveillance balloon got shot down in the Ohio village of East Palestine no one was injured in the derailment and uh, investigators are saying that it was caused by a broken axle so uh three days after the incident Authorities burned vinyl chloride inside of five tanker cars, sending hydrogen chloride and the toxic gas 
phosgene into the air. They said that burn was preferable to the threat of a larger explosion if nothing was done. Environmental regulators have been monitoring the air and water in surrounding communities, and they said that the air quality is A-OK and that the drinking water has not been affected. So this article came out uh Two days ago. All right. So as of two days ago, the EPA uh, government officials were telling the people of East Palestine, hey, everything's all right as rain, everybody. Everything is peachy keen. You can breathe the air. You can drink the water. Uh, it's a OK that we just released carcinogenic chemicals into the air and we're burning them off. Um, so that was the government. And the authorities giving their guidance to the people of East Palestine. However, uh, people started doing their own research and there were other authorities who warned that burning vinyl chloride um, could send hydrogen chloride and phosgene into the air. And again, uh, these are carcinogenic materials, meaning they will cause cancer, my friends. So the Chinese spy balloon shot down the day after this train derailment and all of these toxic chemicals uh, leaching into the soil, ultimately being burned into the air. And then this past weekend, we saw all of these other unidentified flying objects flying through the skies while this crisis was still being ignored by our federal government. So uh, again, just five days after the derailment, the evacuation order was lifted. And again, those officials did say that the air and water samples show it's safe. As of three days ago, the officials have still told us that the air and water is safe. And there was a town hall in East Palestine tonight in which the government reiterated that the air was safe. But let's go ahead and take a peek at the reality of what residents have been living through and what they have been seeing over the past almost week and a half now. Let's watch. Of train derailed Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! So there is the News Nation reporter being arrested last week for live streaming in one of the press conferences. And then these are creeks that deadly or that fish that have died are floating down. are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents say they can still smell chlorine. More dead fish, dead frogs. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. That man had an entire uh, little fox enclosure. I'm not kidding. This is His fox has died. 10 miles of East Palestine. So this is the part that I want to focus in on here, too. Um, okay, so there was that video for you guys. And let me see if I can actually um, quickly pull up uh, that video again, because I wanted to focus in on this one portion. Let me see if I can just pause on it here. Yep, there we go. Um so the rail companies blocked safety rules before this Ohio derailment. Norfolk Southern, 
helped to convince government officials to repeal break rules and corporate lobbyists watered down hazmat safety regulations. And yes, it was Norfolk Southern's train that derailed in Ohio. And I do believe it was because their emergency brakes went out. So just an example of what is going on over there. That's why I think even the green laser beams and all of the UFOs flying over uh, the various parts of the U.S. over this past weekend were a distraction because people started focusing in on this story and it started going very viral. Now, there was a town hall tonight in East Palestine and Nick Sorter, who is currently on the ground, um, said that there were huge crowds. I saw videos and somebody said that there was a line half a mile long of residents trying to get into this town hall to have their voices heard and to ask the mayor legitimate questions. So uh, Nick says that one of the first questions was, why are the people outside of a one mile radius from East Palestine getting no support? And the answer was that that's what the Department of Transportation told us to do. And we will be getting to our Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, here in a moment, because, again, it's just the cherry on top of how incompetent this entire government is. Uh, so apparently the Department of Transportation is straight up telling um, the the officials over in East Palestine, like, yeah, just don't, don't worry about the support. Uh, he says there's thousands of people from East Palestine at the town hall. They're demanding answers and don't believe anything the government has told them thus far. Just tonight, U.S. Congressman Bill Johnson, we have found nothing in the air or water that will be harmful. An East Palestine resident asks, you all said the same thing about ground zero on 9-11-2. That was a lie. And if you look into that, you will see that uh, the former, a former EPA official did come out and admit like, yeah, we told residents in New York that it would be okay to breathe in the air post 9-11. And uh, yeah, we lied about it being so toxic. So uh, we, we continue on with this thread a little boy from East Palestine. Why can't I play in the creeks and outside because of the smell? Ohio EPA. It's just a mixture of dead fish and chemicals. Uh, he goes on to say, Norfolk Southern, who caused the East Palestine disaster, decided not to send a single representative to talk to the people. And of course, they are livid. Oh, and by the way, Norfolk Southern is offering people over there $1,000 for the inconvenience. So again, if you are in Ohio and people are offering you money, to stay quiet or, you know, as an apology for what they put you guys through in your, in your, uh, environment. Do not sign that. Do not take money from this. They are trying to get out of being held liable for this. Again, from Nick, how the hell are the people here in East Palestine supposed to trust anything the government says? They were literally told last week it was safe to return. And now uh, Mike DeWine, who I believe is the governor of Ohio, yep, is practically telling them to shower with bottled water. So an update there. Uh, the government's still taking zero accountability, and it really has been up to the residents to tell people what's going on. Now, uh, this is a young individual who has friends that live in East Palestine, who lives right outside of the area. Here's her take about what's been going on. And this video came out um, again over this past weekend when all of those crazy things were flying through the air. A lot of these videos gained traction and a lot of people started pointing to Ohio and what our government was doing over there uh, again. An on the ground idea of what is happening and uh, just a language warning. Uh, I know a lot of these clips are a bit explicit with the language, but people are pissed off. So uh, let's listen to what else is going on. It is so much worse than what the media is telling any of us. The chemicals are in the fucking water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not. 
the water's been contaminated. The soil's been contaminated. The fucking air is contaminated. You literally are about to see some of the worst fucking health side effects coming out of people in that town. It's not even funny. And y'all want to know something even more fucked up? The restaurant that I work at in a whole different state had to donate food to them because we had people from the churches calling to tell us that Red Cross never fucking came, FEMA never fucking came, the environmental con- con- conservationists still have yet to fucking come, and nobody's fucking helping them. But if this video gets posted, please save it and repost it everywhere you fucking can, because I'm telling y'all, they are covering this shit up. They are covering this shit up because they don't want to get out how bad it actually was. This was not good. This was the worst fucking thing that's happened probably in the past eight years. Okay, so a little excerpt of what people on the ground are seeing. Again, apologies for the explicit language, but, uh, you know, that's how angry the people are over there because the government continues to cover this up. And also, I do want to make a note about something that she said in that video. She said, if TikTok even lets this video stay up, why is it that big tech would try to remove a video of a concerned resident at the site of a toxic chemical release? Why is it that TikTok would want that voice silenced? Why is it that she even has to be worried about censorship for telling the truth about the government's response to this, about nobody showing up for the people of East Palestine, about restaurants having to take it upon themselves to go feed the uh, firefighters and the, the people over there that are trying to help because the government has completely abandoned Ohio. Why, why is it that we're having to hear about this from TikTok, from local residents, and censorship is even something to be feared? It's because of how horrifically they handled this. And like I said, I already said it like three times, but I think the the Chinese spy balloon, I do think, was China testing the waters. The green lasers could have essentially been the same thing. But I think those three other objects, because as this situation was gaining steam, the government had to launch something else to keep us all distracted and scared about what's happening in our skies when our air and our water supply is being poisoned. Now... Again, like I read in that first article, the train derailed and the authorities from Norfolk Southern were like, oh, it's probably better for us to go ahead and burn those toxic chemicals off into the air instead of letting them leach into the soil because that would be even worse. And it could explode, which it already kind of looked like even the burn off looked like an explosion. It's like at that point, maybe I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a hazardous chemical expert, but this guy is. Uh, let's listen to a an expert from East Palestine, Ohio, talking about the handling of the situation. We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether, ethylexoacrylate, and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Caggiano says ethylexoacrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen, and contact with it can cause burning and irritation in the skin and eyes. Breathing it in can irritate the nose, throat, and cause coughing and shortness of breath. So... That is what the people in Ohio are experiencing. And again, I'm just going to put some imagery up. Uh, we've seen it all week. But to be quite honest, I want this show to be archived. I want these photos to be archived. I want these videos and these testimonials of the residents to be archived because the government is lying to us about what is going on. And it is because, again, they have released a toxic 
cocktail of carcinogenic chemicals into the air. Authorities burn off, again, vinyl chloride, which is toxic and carcinogenic and released harmful and dangerous hydrogen chloride and phosgene into the air. We've been reading uh, all of that already. Um, again, just to give you an idea of what happens when you're exposed to that chemical, it can affect a person's liver, kidney, lungs, spleen, nervous system, and blood. Human and animal studies show higher rates of liver, lung, and several other types of cancer. Now, the vinyl chloride was burned near the Ohio River, which flows directly into the Mississippi River, and thousands of farms may be affected by this. Keep in mind that we're already dealing with the food shortage in the U.S. Uh, a lot of you might not realize it. You might go to the store and say, hey, uh, you know, our shelves still seem like they're relatively full, but you guys might be seeing this, or maybe I'm crazy, but the past two visits to the grocery store, I haven't been able to complete my grocery list. They've been out of eggs. They've been out of heavy cream. I'm talking about just like the essentials here. The grocery stores have been out of them. And now in Ohio, there's a lot of farms over there. We have these toxic chemicals that have already leached into the soil and that are infecting the air over there. So um, just, again, an idea of what is truly going on over there. Um, residents saying as well that their animals are dying off. Uh, keep in mind that the animals will be the first to tell you if there is some type of toxic chemical in the air. That's why they used to bring canaries into a coal mine, right? Because if that canary started fluttering around or died, then the coal miners knew that there was toxic gases in the air and they needed to get out of there. Um, speaking of rivers as well, um, authorities have found traces of toxic chemicals from the train derailment in the Ohio River near Cincinnati. Uh, for the record, Cincinnati, over 240 miles southeast from e southwest from east palestine this comes from dc drano and if you actually read this article um it says that the chemicals are found up river from cincinnati cincinnati and they're not actually there yet uh, but that was the caption that he went with and a couple of other people have reported that again those toxic chemicals are making their way that far down the water supply uh, again going back to the animals falling sick and dying. Um, in that first clip I played for you, there was just a gentleman, a resident of East Palestine who had foxes. He had them in outdoor enclosures. He said that their faces were swelling up, that I believe in the full report, one of the foxes broke their legs trying to run away out of the enclosure. They they're not breathing well. One of them died. Uh, the, here's another woman explaining what happened to her chickens over in the area. But keep in mind, the government is saying that the air is fine over there. Rashir says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. And that was 10 miles outside of East Palestine, 10 miles outside. Cincinnati looking for toxic chemicals in their water supply, 240 miles outside of Ohio. People were saying that there could potentially be acid rain in a 200-mile radius of this burnoff, but people are being told by government officials today that the air supply is fine. It's an absolute joke. Now, one of the people that we have tasked with our 
uh, transportation worldwide who should be at the forefront when there are train derailments and crashes such as this is Pete Buttigieg. Now, he had a conference on Monday, okay? He had a conference on Monday, and he did not mention the train derailment one time in his conference. It took him until yesterday, I believe, yesterday to speak out. Yep. No, two days ago. I apologize. I apologize. It took him until Monday. Keep in mind, this happened on February 3rd. It took him 10 days to respond to what is happening. He tweeted this out two days ago. I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effect on families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. And what is that useful and accurate information the government is giving to the people? Oh yeah, everything's fine. Are your animals dying? Do you get headaches? It's breathing in the air for too long? Are your chickens dying? Are you worried about the chemical sheen in the water? It's fine. Totally fine. That's why I took 10 days to uh, tweet out about this, Pete Buttigieg says. 10 days. This happened on February 3rd. He didn't tweet this out until February 13th. And again, going back to his Monday conference, what was his focus? telling white construction workers that they're taking jobs away from communities of color. No, I'm not joking. Listen to this nonsense, okay? The people of East Palestine dealing with a biohazard, a chemical, biological, I wouldn't say attack, but biohazard infiltrating their air and water supply. Like that is the basics of human life, okay? Every human being at their core needs water and needs clean air to breathe. That's like the basic necessities of life. And Pete Buttigieg, a week after this happened, a week as these chemicals are burning off into the air, has this to say. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. If we can tear down those barriers and that, ladies and gentlemen, is another glaring example as to why our country is in such a state of decline, because people, diversity hires who were hired because of their fake sexualities or skin color are running our country and they have no idea what they are doing. It's why Pete Buttigieg was not at the forefront of this. It's why Pete Buttigieg is not going to help hold Norfolk Southern accountable or responsible at all for their emergency brakes not working and an entire train being derailed and poisoning in, in an entire American city. Do you think that East Palestine, Ohio is going to be livable? Do you think the air supply is just going to clear up? Do you think that the soil over there is going to be good for farming? I would venture to say probably not. But again, Pete Buttigieg is one of the finest examples as to why our country is currently being run into the ground. And before we get into <clears throat> the entire subversion of our country from within, let's also take a peek at what else has been going on, okay? Uh, so yesterday, a truck carrying hazardous material also was overturned on the I-10 in Tucson, Arizona. People were warned to shelter in place um, and evacuate the area. And I can't remember, I think it was nitrous oxide that was poured out of this uh, 
Tucson spill. Let's see if I can quickly nitric acid. I I apologize. It was nitric acid that was spilled and uh, the shelter in place was extended for the people of Arizona. So Chinese spy balloon, green lasers, unidentified flying objects, uh, Ohio chemicals being burned into the air, the people calling out the government for lying. And then we have another hazardous spill in Arizona. And also today in Oklahoma, a fire broke out at a, a chemical tank that also led to temporary evacuations. Now you might be saying, okay, this type of stuff happens all the time. It's nothing to be worried about. Um, Oil chemical tankers always catch fire in Oklahoma as soon as another one spills over in Arizona and we're burning, uh, you know, toxic chemicals in Ohio. This always happens. Does it? Seems pretty interesting to me. And I'm, I'm past thinking that this is a coincidence. And I'm at the point where I'm asking the question, who's driving these vehicles? Who is allowing, uh, again, all of these fires to break out, all of these crashes? I, I don't even know if allowing would be the right terminology for that. But it's very strange to me that all of these chemical spills are happening all at once. And part of me was thinking, okay, has China infiltrated us? And are they targeting our infrastructure because they know that they can? Do you think that the U.S. government, the way that it currently stands with our current leadership, would even tell us if we were under attack by the Chinese? No, they want you distracted by what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, which, by the way, that situation actually has escalated because we continue to fund the proxy war over there. Norway warns of growing importance of Russian nuclear deterrent in the Arctic. Uh, this is from Politico, and it basically goes on to say that Norway's intelligence services are warning of the increasing importance of Russia's nuclear deterrent in the Arctic waters of the far uh, north. And let me see. So I think that they were saying that there's submarines that, yep, here it is. Some commentators interpreted the report as a warning that this is the first time Russia has had tactical nuclear weapons on board its warships since the collapse of the Soviet Union and end of the Cold War. So people speculating that um, Russia is getting ready for nuclear war. And if you actually go and look at a lot of what is coming out of Russia, um, this headline says Russian TV says nuclear weapons must be considered. We need to win. Um, but it was actually a former Russian army commander who is uh, currently an MP in the state of Duma who says that Russia should use atomic weapons to attack the United States to avenge its support both military, militarily and financially for Ukraine and that Americans won't come to their senses until they get hit with a nuke on their skull. So, yeah, former Russian army commander straight up calling for the United States to get nuked and saying that we won't really understand what's going on until our country gets nuked. Uh, by the way, I am going to do a deep dive on, again, the entire situation between Russia and Ukraine, because no, Russia isn't a big bad 
bad country that just one day decided to uh, go and invade Ukraine because they're bad. No, this goes back to the Obama years. This goes into NATO trying to encroach on Russia's border, aka the United States, and Russia saying, hey, no, you guys are not going to do that. This uh, goes into the United States funding biolabs on the border of Russia in Ukraine. That was very much a thing that happened. But guess what? If you try to go find the show in which I talked to you guys about that a couple months ago, it got deleted off of YouTube because we weren't allowed to talk about it at that time. And then the next week, uh, we had federal officials come out and say, yeah, there are U.S. funded biolabs on the border of Ukraine. Oops. So we're going to be going into that. But um, if we really did look at who is attacking our country currently, I would venture to say that it is our own American government. Maybe it's the Chinese. Maybe Russia is gearing up to attack us. But as of now, it is the incompetence of our own government, or maybe it's a controlled demolition of our entire society. Remember that Yuri Bezmenov, who was a former KGB defector, came forward and talked about the best way to destroy a country from within, and that is by subverting that country's culture. The best way to win the the war on a country and wage war on a country is by targeting their youth, targeting their culture, subverting that country from within. It's basically a way of destroying a country without waging violent and physical war. And that is what has happened in the United States of America. We are currently living through the generation that was targeted, that was brainwashed, that was subverted, that is living in this culture of degeneracy, who thinks that they have to take a mental health day because work is so hard, who thinks that they are they thems who worship celebrities who who uh, again push out the satanic imagery they're targeting our kids in our schools the qualification for teachers for pilots for engineers for doctors has been significantly reduced we've lowered our standards in this country and we have been subverted and we are being currently destroyed from within and our own american government currently does not care about our security our sovereignty our borders they don't care about americans at all and i think ohio is one of the best examples of that right they're telling people, hey, it's fine. Air's fine. Water's fine. We're not really going to help you. Just we're going to go ahead and cover this up. If you die, you die. Oh, well. Uh, Norfolk Southern said they're going to give you a thousand dollar payout. So just go ahead and take it. Just take it. You know, you're going to be fine. That's what our government is actively doing. So an idea again of who's currently in charge. Uh, here's Joe Biden. This clip was from the beginning of the month, but uh, this is the focus of this administration. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. More than half the women in my administration are women. He struggled to say that. And what he did get out was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, again, China and Russia, why wouldn't they attack us at this point? I'm just being brutally honest here. Uh, if China could or wanted to, because they can actually, China would invade us at this point. It's like they might as well. They flew a surveillance balloon over our entire country for a week, zero repercussion, and they actually threatened us uh, with countermeasures. And what did Joe Biden do? Absolutely nothing. Russia right now gearing up to use nukes. And I know as well that there have been stories that came out about how the United States has been tied to blowing up Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Again, I will be getting into that at a later show. But as of today, I'm just trying to focus in on who is attacking us? Is it Russia? Is it China? Is it our own U.S. government and our own incompetence? 
I think that's what it is right now. It's just like the incompetent government, uh, other world powers seeing that we are laughingstock and that they can invade. We are truly the weakest that we have ever been with our open border. I've heard reports from my friends on the ground that there's Chinese nationals uh, coming across the border from Canada up north. There's no security for our country. This would be the opportune time for someone to come in and invade. We have no leadership. We have a weakened military. We have a weakened population. We have no unity. We have no strength. I would even venture to say we're not even a world superpower at this point, because this is what our administration, again, continues to focus in on. I also knew, uh, I also know uh, that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly uh, gay uh, um, uh, communications director, which is very, very important indeed. Okay. We He's like the first gay communications director, which is like very, very important indeed. That was Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, talking to us about what this country prioritizes, what this administration prioritizes, and that's LGBTQ nonsense and diversity hires over actually taking care of the food shortages facing America, the toxic chemicals being burned into our air, our open border, the fact that we don't even have a justice system anymore, okay? We, we have criminals on the streets who will repeat crime over and over and over again because the governments, the Soros-elected district attorneys and the soft-on-crime judges that have been installed nationwide continue to allow this crime to run rampant through our streets. So everything is out of control right now. And again, th this is the leader of our country. I want you to watch this from the perspective of a Chinese military official or a Russian military official. Watch this video and tell me if you fear the U.S. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Okay, so that was from Joe Biden's State of the Union. I have absolutely zero idea what he was trying to say. Nobody has any idea what he was trying to say. But you still had the entire crowd of congressmen clapping for him like they even knew. And he had Kamala Harris standing up behind him, applauding whatever gibberish came out of his mouth. So again, pretend that you are a foreign country looking to invade the U.S. and uh, knock us off of our high horse and show America who's boss. Now would be the opportune time to do that because we are the country of gay shit. Pardon my French. I usually don't like to curse, but that's the best uh, definition of what this country is focused in on right now that I can give you. Gayness, queerness, non-binary nonsense, uh, destroying logic and reason, destroying basic biology. We can't even come together as a country regarding that, and it's absolute nonsense. Now, my good friend Vince Dow was recently on a Vice panel, very smart kid. Uh, if you're not following him, you definitely should be. But just to give you an idea of how far gone this next generation of adults is, like, again, if we were invaded right now, the average American would have no idea how to respond. To be quite honest, they would be like, no, no war. Like, we just need to chill. Like, you know what? We probably deserve this for all of the other foreign countries that we've invaded and all of the other uh, governments that we destabilized, which to be quite honest, the U.S. has done that multiple times. And that is why we have a lot of beef with other world powers. It's because the U.S. does go in and they destabilize governments. Uh, they invade the areas of the Middle East, they 
encroach on people's borders. And then when those countries push back because they don't want to live under the one world government or have the U.S. Um, at their doorstep, then they're the enemy at fault here. I don't know. Look into the U.S. government and us invading all these different countries. I know a lot of you might think, oh, well, it's it's strategic. Our military has to be placed in certain parts of the world for safety, this and that. I don't know. I think that the U.S. has 1,000 percent overstepped its bounds. And if we had government officials that were in office that actually cared about like pushing a capitalist society where everyone is free and everyone has rights, then yeah, a thousand percent, I think what we were doing in other foreign countries could be honorable or noble, but that is not the U.S. government that is invading these foreign countries at all. I can promise you that. Uh, but just to give you an idea of Again, why our country is where it currently is. Here's the subverted generation that is currently living their adult lives out in society. And another direct result of the collapse and decay of the once great United States of America. We need to observe what makes people successful and unsuccessful. And I think when you look at trends that are generally true in the Asian community, not of everyone, but are generally true, usually you have families that are sticking together. You have, um, you know, people are taught to work hard in school, not get into trouble. I think that translates to why Asians en masse are successful. And I don't think you have to be Asian or white for that matter to not have kids out of wedlock, not, you know, commit crime, not, not cause trouble what or whatever happening? it is. It's just a matter of like, well, common sense. That's what makes people successful. And if okay, so this clip has been making the rounds and I love that it went viral because not only is Vince so articulate in pointing out basic truths, like, yeah, if you don't have kids out of wedlock, if you, if out of wedlock, if you have a traditional family, if you, he basically was like, hey, if you show up to work on time and you do your job and you work hard, you're going to have a good life. And these liberal progressive young Americans are so shocked and baffled at this type of mentality of looking to the people who are successful in society and modeling our life and modeling our society after that. They're so baffled by it. And these are next generation of doctors, of teachers, of lawmakers, of judges. And that is why we are currently collapsing. That's one of the many reasons. Uh, now, Jack Posobiec asked the interesting question, We've seen massive retirements of competent older workers combined with a general lowering of national standards. Where does this lead? And then Logan Hall responds and says it's only the beginning and it's happening across the board. Law schools dropping test requirements, airlines reducing pilot qualifications, hospitals lowering benchmarks. Imagine the landscape in 10 to 20 years. Buckle up. No, not in 10 to 20 years. Today. Look at the landscape today. Tucker Carlson did a great monologue on his show last night, and he was talking about how today they have already lowered the qualifications for pilots so low that uh, one of the new pilots that I believe it was Delta recently hired on almost crashed a plane the pilots that they're hiring on now the qualifications for them are so low that they don't even have to pass basic requirements of landing a plane properly let me give you a more in-depth understanding of what's going on now this headline is from 2017 which means the student that went to stanford at this point is probably almost ready to graduate as a lawyer Teen accepted to Stanford after writing hashtag Black Lives Matter a hundred times on application. Uh, 
When it comes to college essays, one teen is showing that a short but powerful message may be the path to success. So again, the story came out in 2017, uh, but this is what he submitted to Stanford on his application. It's just hashtag Black Lives Matter written a hundred times. And he got into Stanford. Uh, throwback to when we actually had um, qualifications, standards, goals in this country for our future leaders. And this was a response to a question, what matters to you and why? He wrote hashtag Black Lives Matter a hundred times and Stanford accepted him. This young man most likely going to be gradu graduating from Stanford as a lawyer or as a lawmaker in the future. Let's keep going. Remember as well that back in 2021, uh, Kate Brown, Oregon's governor, signed a law allowing students to graduate from high school without having to prove that they could read, write, or do math. I believe that this law was passed as a direct result of the COVID measures that were happening. Um, or the bill reads that, you know, underserved students, students that come from low-income communities, they're disproportionately affected by having standards in schools. So they passed this law basically trying to say, yeah, you don't have to prove that you can read, write, or do math to graduate high school in Oregon. That happened back in 2021. Now, this was another example, and I don't know when this clip was taken, but I believe it was this, this was um, the Hippocratic Oath for the class of 2025 at Columbia University. So what is medical school four years long? So maybe this clip was taken back in 2021. It's a little bit of an older clip, but just an example as well of what are future doctors are being taught. Uh, listen to the updated Hippocratic Oath. We enter the profession of medicine with appreciation for the opportunity to build on the scientific and humanistic achievements of the past. We also recognize the acts and systems of oppression affected in the name of medicine. We take this oath of service to begin building a future grounded in truth, restoration, and equity to fulfill medicine's capacity to liberate. I promise to take care of my future patients by engaging in dialogue, listening to their lived experience, and tailoring my recommendations to their unique circumstances. So it's basically an updated Hippocratic Oath that talks about equity, that talks about inclusion, that talks about um, indigenous medical practices. I believe this is that same uh, video because again, this is from a little a while ago. Uh, but it just it was just another reminder of again how even the medical industry is so woke, right? That the basic Hippocratic oath has to be updated to include uh, diversity and inclusion and equity. It's like, what happened to the OG Hippocratic Oath, which again here, uh, the oath dictates the obligations of the physician to students of medicine and the duties of pupil to teacher. And the oath 
Physicians pledge to prescribe only beneficial treatments according to his abilities and judgment to refrain from causing harm or hurt and to live an exemplary per personal and professional life. And now it's like, oh, well, like as a physician, you need to like listen to people's lived experiences and truths and like make sure that everybody is like super included. And it's all it's just it's nonsense. There's zero reason as to why the Hippocratic Oath needed to be updated to include all of this fake terminology and made up language because the basis of the original Hippocratic Oath was to do no harm, was for medical students to come in and say, hey, I am going to serve people to the best of my abilities. And to be quite honest with you, looking into the medical industry in the modern day, uh, I feel like no doctor ever actually cares about taking care of their patient's health, because if they did, they wouldn't be prescribing big pharma medications as a band-aid to fix problems. They would be helping people with their diet, with their lifestyle, telling them to go exercise more. But again, you saw the the perfect encapsulation of big pharma and what our government and our doctors actually think of our health and how to help us during COVID-19. They were trying to say, hey, wait for the vaccine, ignore your natural immunity, uh, ignore herd immunity, ignore living a healthy lifestyle, ignore going to the gym, going out in the sun and getting vitamin D, taking quercetin or zinc or a lot of the natural vitamins and minerals that can help, help keep your immune system strong and healthy. No, our government told us to ignore all of that and instead wait for the vaccination, experimental, which by the way, has various side effects that the FDA and various companies like Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna have had to come out and admit are real. That was the government's response. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your safety. And now we have medical students on top of being taught how to be big pharma shills, basically. Also, that equity, diversion, and inclusion need to be at the forefront of medicine. Zero reason as to why that needed to be updated. Because again, the original Hippocratic Oath was supposed to be about doing no harm and helping people to the best of your abilities. Um, but... Let me give you an update as well on the COVID-19 vaccine that was pushed on a lot of these physicians and doctors that pretended to care about our health. Uh, Damar Hamlin came out regarding his collapse because remember that the entire nation watched this young, I believe he's 24 years old, this young 24-year-old NFL athlete collapse on the field as a result of a heart issue. And everyone was waiting to see what was going on. So here is Damar Hamlin in his own words talking about what happened with his heart. Uh, by the way, I cut this clip down because after he's asked the initial, the initial question, he's silent for almost 10, 15 seconds, just silent. So I had to cut that part out because it was so long, him just sitting there trying to think of what to say. Watch this clip. How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um... Um, that's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm -hmm. athlete. Um, so... Okay, so I want to focus in on that last portion as well that Hamlin just said. I've always been a young, healthy, fit athlete. And I don't know where this heart issue came from. How many, how many testimonials are we going to have to read or hear 
of young, healthy, fit athletes collapsing from heart issues, young children collapsing from heart issues. How many people are still avoiding telling the truth about vaccine side effects because they're afraid of being stigmatized in modern day society or written off as an anti-vaxxer? Um, this is World Series poker player Aaron Duxak caught in a hot mic talking about his vaccine. Let's listen. I wish I would have never got the vaccine. I mean, What's that? I wish I never would have got the vaccine. I never did. Uh, I've been having chest pain ever since I had that thing. Really? Yeah. Still, you're still having it? Yeah, every time to time. Oh and they're saying that you get uh, hard arteries. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I need to go get it checked oh, out. But, I mean, but ever since, dude, it's just... That's horrible. It's been weird. I held out. I held out until like a month ago. Not even a month ago. Oh, is that right? Why did you decide to get it then also? I wanted to come play the World Series. Oh, they didn't have that guy behind this right now. Pardon me? They didn't Jack have that. As a foreigner, you can't get into oh. the U.S. Brian Kim also right. sent to the rail earlier. So there you guys go. World Series poker player caught in a hot mic talking about his vaccine. And I have to ask the question, how many people have had this exact same conversation? We're never going to know the reality of the adverse effects of the COVID-19 vaccine because the government, just like they're doing in East Palestine, Ohio, covers it up. People ask basic questions, right? Like, again, Look at what's happening in East Palestine and look at what happened with the COVID-19 vaccine. East Palestine. Um, yeah, when we breathe the air, and this is a quote from actual residents of East Palestine. They were on Tucker's show last night. Uh, yeah, if we breathe in the air for more than 10 minutes, we're getting headaches. Uh, what did that young resident that we played at the beginning of the show say? Yeah, there's a chemical sheen over the water. Yeah, the government has absolutely not helped us at all. Yeah, there's giant black clouds being burned into the air and we're afraid of getting cancer. What does the government come in and do? Yeah, that's all in your heads. Just go ahead and, uh, you know, use bottled water for a couple days if you're nervous. It's really not that toxic. They did the exact same thing with the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, you're worried about heart effects? Uh, doctors and um, people that work in um, morgues are talking about blood clotting that they've never seen before. Doctors went up in front of Washington, D.C. and talked about a 100-200% um, uptick in miscarriages post-vaccination being released. Oh, women's menstrual cycles are being affected. Oh, myocarditis and pericarditis are uh, a side effect of this. Is that what the American population is saying they're experiencing? Uh, well, actually, we have Dr. Fauci to tell you the exact opposite. You're crazy. That's not happening. It's like, honestly, what's happening in East Palestine is horrible, but I hope a lot of people pay attention to what's happening there and the government's response and understand how little the government actually cares about you. And again, this is the perfect headline uh, to, to really drive that point home. Despite all of the people who are suffering from health side effects because of the vaccination, heart effects, okay? Despite the amount of people that have died from the COVID-19 vaccine, children that have died, uh, kids that have been miscarried, mothers that have lost their babies, fathers, young healthy adults who went to the doctor and have been diagnosed with myocarditis and pericarditis. There was a young D1 college student athlete I remember posting his video of him saying, yeah, uh, the doctors told me I have myocarditis from the vaccine. I put it on Instagram. This was like a year ago and Instagram deleted it for misinformation. He was in the hospital bed. All of that has been happening 
And what does the CDC do? They added the COVID-19 vaccination to the immunization schedule for children. It's absolutely disgusting that our government is still pushing this lie on us. And it's even sadder that the masses are so dumbed down that we just go along with it like it's hunky-dory, okay, everything's fine, peachy keen. No, it's not. People need to get upset. And I think that's my frustration in the modern day is that the average person sees all of this going on, sees that it's an issue, but then they look outside in their own community and city and say, well, that will never happen here. Or if it is happening in their city, they just go, well, it sucks. That's the government for you. People need to actually go and hold their 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 government officials accountable, okay? They need to go and hold uh, corporations accountable. People need to get angry and people need to tell the government that again, we are in charge, not them. They can't lie to us. They can't jail us for going and having our voices heard. They can't continue to target us with the FBI and the DOJ. They can't continue to censor us online when we see the apparent attack that we are all under, whether that's with the COVID-19 vaccine or what's going on with the toxic burn-off chemicals in East Palestine, Ohio, they can't lie to us anymore. The issues in our society are getting so apparent that people are, they're, they're being forced to wake up. And it's really sad to me that we have to get to that point of, you know, people like, like the freaking former Russian military member said, until the United States citizens get nuked, until they have that over their heads, they're not going to understand the severity of what's going on. And I think Seattle was one of the best examples of this. I went to Seattle last week. That's why you guys didn't hear from me. I recently dropped my new mini documentary. Go watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, sadly, YouTube is not recommending the video. So it is not getting the views that the other uh, videos of this caliber that I have created have gotten. But you know what? I'm still happy that I went because I saw firsthand the reality of, again, this progressive policy. In Seattle, they have legalized open prostitution. You can do hard drugs in the streets. And again, it was absolutely horrific to go over there. I went and I found a burned down Burger King. It burned down last November and the city just left it up. Because they're like, eh, whatever, we can't, we can't pull it down. The city's excuse is that they have to get a permit to take down this burned down building. And do you know how it burned down? Uh, it burned down because the homeless, it was vacant last year. And then the homeless began to move into this building. They were lighting fires inside. The whole building burned down and there's still homeless people all around the area. There is a school one block away and there's two businesses that have since shut down right next to this location because of the amount of crime vandalism, uh, car break-ins, window smashings that they've been dealing with. I was actually talking to an employee near one of the businesses that is still open near this burned down Burger King. And he was like, oh yeah, uh, this business shut down a week ago because one of their employees got shot and killed. So that was the final straw for them. That's what's going on in Seattle. We live in a lawless society. Is there even justice in the United States of America anymore? I have no idea. So I, I want to focus in um, as well because there was a shooting at Michigan State just the other day. This is another thing that happened. I believe the shooting took place on Monday and uh, you had representatives like this guy, a state representative from Michigan, mind you, who said, um, F your thoughts and prayers 
And uh, he basically goes on to, to call for uh, gun control after this open shooting, um, while simultaneously ignoring that the Michigan state shooter had prior felony gun charges dismissed by a progressive prosecutor. So Anthony McRae was charged in June 2019 while illegally carrying a concealed handgun without a permit, but later had those charges dismissed by the office of Ingham County Prosecutor Carol Seaman. Her office instead let McRae plead guilty to a lesser misdemeanor gun charge. This same man then went to go shoot up Michigan State. And I believe if he had um, been stuck with that felony charge, he would have initially faced up to five years in prison, but he was let off. His charge was dismissed because we have no more law and order in this country. And then he went up and shot, he went and shot a school up. And then you have representatives trying to say, oh, well, like we just need more gun control. No, we need prosecutors. We need judges. We need district attorneys who actually put criminals in jail where they belong. I go to the streets to see Seattle and I see people openly using fentanyl in front of little kids. They're breathing that smoke out into the air as little kids are walking by. This is in San Francisco. It's in Portland. It's in Philadelphia. It's in Seattle. It's in New York City. Any of these progressive cities, you can go and you can see this. Exposed needles in the streets, human feces, uh, camping, open camping everywhere. And no, I am done with us as a society saying, oh, well, the homeless are just sad victims or these drug users and these addicts are just sad victims. No, they're grown adults. And if as a grown adult, you cannot hold your own in society, then you need to be put into some type of institution. And that might be um, an extreme opinion to you guys. But the addiction that is being allowed to prosper on the streets and the crime that comes along with that addiction is out of control. Let me just lay this out for you guys. If you're new to my work on the ground covering the homeless crisis, uh, the, the laws in a lot of these soft on crime cities are, okay, you can steal up to $900 worth of merchandise. So basically the homeless people, which by the way, a lot of these people that are addicted to drugs are being housed by the government and they're getting free housing. They go out during the day. They steal from stores as long as it's under $900. They resell the stolen merchandise so they can continue to fund their addiction. And then the city is using taxpayer dollars to give those addicts free needles, free crack pipes, free meth pipes, um, free food, free supplies so they can continue living on the streets. And it's absolute lawlessness. Another example of how lawless our society has gotten. A radical leftist baker in Oakland who believed in the abolishment of the law died after being dragged to death by robbers. Jennifer Angel, who ran Angel Cakes, was an anarchist activist. Her GoFundMe says they hope her killers, believed to be black, are not jailed. So this is what progressive, inclusive, diverse ideology gets you. It's, it gets you an entire society that is run by criminals. It gets you an entire society that says, oh, well, we don't want to be rude to people because of their skin tone. So we want to stop releasing mugshots. We want to stop being so hard on the crime. Uh, we don't want to let the community know who to look out for when there's a serial, serial rapist on the, the loose in New York, because that might be racist to say that it's a black man or a Hispanic man. We can't do that. You know, when San Francisco, the police department was told to stop releasing mugshots because it was racist. That's where our society is at. It's lawless. It cannot stand. Now, before I got on the show as well, this is another thing that I was reading. National Park Service tore down homes 
That's what this Twitter user uh, writes. They tore down tents in McPherson Square um, in Washington, D.C. So basically, there was a large homeless encampment in Washington, D.C., and the National Park Service went in and they cleaned it all up. And people were absolutely upset about this. And they were interviewing the homeless and saying, oh, it's so sad that these homeless lost all of their property, uh, lost all of their belongings, lost their homes. No, I'm sorry, but this is not how a civil society runs. And if that is mean, well, guess what? We, we got to this place because everybody in our society decided to be so nice and loving and coddle addicts and coddle the homeless and say, hey, you don't have to better your life. Don't worry about it. You can live on the street. And the government will support you. The government will allow you to use drugs. The government will allow you to sleep on city streets in national parks. Go ahead. Go ahead and do whatever you want. In Austin, Texas, the homeless have waterfront property here. I don't know why I'm paying so much for rent when I can just go live on the street and the city will provide me with free trash service paid for by the taxpayers, by the way. So as a society, we need to start getting angry when we see addicts in the streets and say, hey, this is not how civil society runs. When you see homeless encampments, this is not how civil society runs. If you go to other countries that have rule of law and stated, you will not see their streets looking like this. Why? Because they have criminalized it and they have held their their constituents and their citizens up to a higher standard. But because we have lowered the standard for all of our citizens in the United States of America, we are now at the cusp of being invaded. We are now at the cusp of nuclear war because we have incompetent people in office. We are now at the cusp of having our entire food supply shut down, our infrastructure shut down, because the people that are working in these jobs and in these positions should not be there. They were giving a, given a participation trophy, and it might have been cute to give out to 12 and 13-year-olds at their soccer game, but that turned into grown adults being a part of some of the biggest fields in our society and running everything into the ground. This is not how our society should be running, okay? And I don't ever want us to get to the point where we think that everything is fine and dandy and this is how America should and has always ran. Absolutely not. There is a better life and this is not it. But we need to start raising the standard in society. We lowered it so much that China could a thousand percent come in and invade us. What would we do? What would we do? Send our gay military, our gay vaccinated military to go have heart attacks on the battlefield while the Chinese laugh at us? Russia uses nukes on us. What are we going to do? Nuke them back? Get into a nuclear war? That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, Joe Biden, let's keep sending billions to fund the proxy war between Russia and Ukraine to help Ukraine secure their border while simultaneously ignoring our own. If you think that there aren't already Russian, Chinese, North Korean, maybe even officials living in the United States, they're called sleeper cells, if you will, you're crazy. Why wouldn't these foreign countries send some type of surveillance, whether that's via balloon, whether that's via spies in the US? Why wouldn't they? The border's wide open. They could just walk right in. They could live off of our government. They could go pretend to be a homeless person, live off, live on the streets. Our country is lawless and it cannot stand. It's not sustainable. And that is why we are collapsing. All right, y'all, I think that's all I got for you on this episode of Rapid Fire. Please do remember as well that this show is funded by you. Uh, I forgot to plug that at the beginning. So if you guys would like to support me, my subscribe star link is down below. In my subscribe star, I post where I'm going, what I'm doing next. Uh, I get 
access to speak to you guys directly. It's a smaller community. So my DMs are open. And one of the perks of being a subscriber is that you get access to direct messaging with me and all of the funds for that go toward buying new equipment for the show. Remember when my camera got smashed in Philly when I was reporting on the drug users over there? Well, a lot of the funding and your super chats here on YouTube as well go toward uh, buying new equipment, keeping the show going. So thank you guys so much for all of the support. Please remember as well that you can find this show on Apple Podcasts. Please go leave a five-star review if you like the show. It helps us grow in the charts. And also go follow me on Rumble. The show is on there as well. Many of my previous work works have been deleted from youtube i almost completely lost this channel so don't take me for granted here folks go follow me on rumble as well because they're very well maybe a day where you type in sav says on youtube and i'm no longer here youtube has stopped suggesting my videos again whatever it is what it is um and they definitely are monitoring this account so go follow me on rumble and most importantly, make sure that you guys are taking care of your minds, your bodies, that you're staying sharp, that you're staying diligent, that you are not giving into laziness, that you are trying to be a part of the 1%, okay, that is really trying to take this country back, that wants to fight for their rights, for their freedoms, for their freedom of speech, for truth and common sense and decency. We cannot allow America to to fall at the hands of these communists, to be quite honest, that do live among us every single day. We cannot lose the battle to degeneracy, okay? We cannot allow our children to be targeted. We cannot allow America to lose its superpower status. So as an American, make sure to remember how how lucky you are to live in the United States of America. And the reason why you're lucky is because you still do have rights and freedoms. So make sure you're exercising those and make sure you're not allowing your city to be overrun and your government to shut you down. That's all I got for you on this episode of Rapid Fire. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Savannah Hernandez.